0: i Suck-
1: So yeah hi hello everybody thank you for joining us for today's podcast uh we have got uh a, a bumper edition because we didn't play mansfield because they was too they had too many people too few people but they had enough to pay birmingham is that right yeah yeah good it's something Rick. like that yeah. yeah we've got tom uh tom on the line all the way from wales Baradar, Nosta. nostar shimai hello uh the guy who brings all the wheat to the yard henry how are you yes I've been working on that for ages. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of that one. (laughs) And um, we've also got all the way across the world, we've got Colchester and crew fans on, because they're the only agreeable ones that we'll allow on. People from Lincoln are still not allowed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you?
2: Very well, thank thank you. you.
1: Brilliant, fantastic. So... Let's start with what we've missed. Uh, so we'll go through um, a quick preview and ask these, these fine gentlemen who've taken their time out of their day um, about um, the previews coming up. And we know we've got Exeter on Saturday. That's great. Uh, unfortunately, the internet hasn't arrived down in Exeter just yet. Uh, when it does, we'll be able to get somebody on and they can tell us exactly how wonderful things are down there. Uh, but until then, um, well, I'll, take it, I'll let you do it, Tom, because you've got this all sorted. You are the man behind it and I'll ask questions as we go. Uh, and I'm sure Henry will chip in too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So we're hopefully going to make this a regular feature, aren't we? Uh, we'll start with uh, Brin, who joins us from. Are you based in Colchester, Brin? You said you were. Yeah,
2: right? based in Colchester. I used to be able to walk to the old ground at Layer Road until they moved it out um, on the A12 out of town.
0: Okay. So, uh, how are Colchester doing this season?
2: Well, well, we've. With um, sort of the, it, Our expectations have been exceeded. So if you look at last year, we had a sound defence, but our strike rate, our conversion rate, when we got chances, was was, was poor. And that's been the big change this year. And a large part of that is, is a man called Norris, who we signed in the close season from Swindon. And he's absolutely on fire, um, which is a good job, really, because I think McGreal started in 2016, and our owner, Robbie um, Robbie Cowling, has got a good record of giving managers a good chance. But 2016, I think it's about time he started delivering. And so far this season, he, he's doing it. He's doing it. We're, in, we're very much embedded in the playoffs. We're, we're two points above the chasing pack. Um, I'd have been very happy if we were in a shout-and-touching distance of the playoffs. So here, to be in the thick of it, um, I'm absolutely delighted.
0: So, where you are at the minute, I think you've got 22 points, haven't you?
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep.
0: Um, is that currently exceeding the uh, pre-season expectations?
2: Yeah, as I was saying, if if we'd have been within touching distance of the playoffs and you know, and we'd got some hope that if we got put a run together, we could push our way into it, I would have thought that that was pretty good. The fact that we're in the thick of it and we're now beginning to talk about whether if we can put a bit of, run to, bit of a run together, McGreal was in the paper, Our manager last week saying, now's the time for a run. If we can do that, we're we're going to be challenging for the automatic. So, well-chuffed. Well-chuffed indeed.
0: Right, and um, apart from Norris, you've already mentioned, are there any other players that town fans should be keeping an eye out uh, next week when we meet you?
2: Well, I'm going to go on a bit about Norris first because he's not only putting him in, he's got seven goals this season, but he's... um, Done three assists as well. So he's been involved in 10 of Colchester's goals. And, and I think one of the things that you can look forward to when you play Colchester is watching a team with a real team ethic. You know, some teams have some prima donna, some stars. Well, McGreal's really building a team where the, the team is greater than any of the individual parts look out for some of our academy boys you, um we're really proud of having one of the best academies in the lower league look out for sammy Smodics, one of our strikers come up through the academy local boy went to the local schools uh, again yeah, he's got four goals but three assists so you're seeing a bit of a theme there of players not only pumping him in but um being a real team player I think it's 10 in all players um, that have scored this season for Colchester. Uh, so I'd keep an eye on all of them. Now, Frank Newble, we signed him from Ipswich. He had a cracking match um, last Saturday um, at home um, against Crawley Town, um, really coming into it. Um, moving back to the academy again, we've got a young lad called Tom Lapsley in the midfield. He's He's one of, their, one of those players, you know, he's no midfield general of the Skulls type or Zidane, you know, you wouldn't expect it to our level. But he's one of those players that the fans love. He runs and runs and runs like his life depended on it. I'd say he was a, more of a Nobby Styles if you're old enough to remember Nobby Styles in Manchester United in the 70s. Now, he might not do anything really slick, he might not be, you know, a memorable player, but he will annoy your lot to an inch of their lives. They'll hate him by the end of the match, and he'll run twice as far as anybody else.
0: And And what is the the Colchester view uh, on on the Mariners in the the run-up to this game?
2: Um,
0: Well,
2: I must admit, I'm I'm not an expert. The the first time I saw your team was... um, I made a trip down to the road from Colchester when you were playing Braintree in the playoffs to get out of the non-league. Um, I must have been, I've got a bit of a grudge <laughs> in for that because um, I was hoping, I'd, I'd gone to see, Manchester, yeah. uh, I was going to see Colchester United at the lunchtime, down to see the Braintree match because I wanted to end what would have been a dire season in which we got relegated with a bit of glory hunting. He went bloody bra- Braintree, so... Um, I, I haven't got a lot of experience. Two draws last season. So, and, and you seem to be having a bit of a struggle this year. Um, I'm imagining that you, your agenda for this year is bedding down after your promotion and sort of consolidating your position. But looking at reports from recent matches, as you do when a club's coming up, you seem to be looking a bit weak. Some teams have a weak defence and a, or a weak attack. You seem to be not so great in either. So. I'm expecting you to struggle when you play Colchester, but then last season you came off a run of defeats and snatched a draw at the community stadium, so you never know in football. I'm interested in, how's this Elliot Embleton doing? And England? He seems to have played at every level of England so far as he's um, come up through the age groups. And that lad you've got on loan from Sunderland, can we expect something from him?
0: Uh, well, he's on. He's been on international duty, so no. <laughs> we've, not, we've not seen him for a
2: couple of weeks. But by, no. he's, he's been from, doing
3: all
0: right,
3: hasn't he? Yeah, from what I've seen of Embleton, I have really liked him. He's got a really good goal against Morecambe, where he, he seems to be a really has a lot of attack, attacking intent, not afraid to run at players, um, and he's. he's he, when he first joined online, he didn't really get a lot of game time, I think maybe because of fitness, but he's sort of played yeah. more regularly the last few weeks and the performances in the last couple of games have picked up. So I think he's a big part of that, really.
2: The only other player that's familiar to me, I think you flogged him to an on league team in the close team, Scott Vernon, of course, who, who played at Colchester, scored many goals for us. He'll get a good round of applause from the away contingent, I would have thought. Well, He's across town at Cleethorpes now, isn't he? Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, yeah he can stay yeah.
2: there. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> he's he scored quite a few goals for Colchester. I'm just trying to remember. I Many years ago, it must be years ago. How old was he when he left you?
1: Oh. He, he certainly ran like a 96-year-old.
2: <laughs> Although one of the things you can expect from Colchester, by the way, is we we're—I think we're the one of the youngest sides um, in the league your team's going to be a hell of a lot older than ours. Oh, I we're, don't know. We're, we're a young side. The, the, we, we've, we've got a lot of um, academy players that are coming through. So expect a, a, a young side um, when you play Colchester.
0: OK, great. So we'll move on to crew, I think. Uh, James, thank you for patiently waiting in the wings. No nope problem uh, The same questions to you, really. How are you doing this season?
4: Well, it's not been a great start. I think pre-season we're all you know hoping that this season as every football fan does that could be slightly different that we could be pushing a bit higher and whatnot um we obviously finished last season really really I'd
2: like to if I could interrupt I'd like you for the fantastic contribution you made to our goal difference when you came to the community stadium when we hammered you 6-0 so (laughs) so
4: good good to meet you so, so early on in the season as well I think it was the the third league game, um, and at that point, we'd beaten uh on the opening day, we've put six past them. And you know, at that point, you're thinking, wow, this is great. Um, our debutant strikers scored two, um, and all things are looking very good. Um, since then, it got a bit worse steadily, and it doesn't look like it's going to be improving anytime soon. Um, the Colchester aside, we have been much more sound defensively. Um, We've by far conceded less than any season for a long, long time, as I said, bar that Colchester game. Um, but normally, crew are well known for the attacking, Nelson and whatnot, but this season, that's not been the case at all. We're really struggling to score goals, um, mm. what's just unheard of with crew. Um We have a very, very similar squad to what we did start of um, so at the end of last season um, we released the players what we didn't want, but you know we only added to it um Paul Green who we brought in on a tournament after we signed him on loading last January um Alex Nichols and Sean Miller who returned from Carlisle um, but you know they were they were all most of them were around the club the last season, so we're thinking, okay well we could have a half decent side here, but it's just not worked um Dave Artel has been in the job for, I think, nearly coming up to two years now. Um, a lot of crew fans are very you know, much down with the situation at the moment and there's quite a few calling for his head, um, calling for heads above that as well. Um, personally, I don't want to see him sacked and I think it, I think it's the mentality of the club in general, what's the issue?
1: Right. and um, I like that. That sounds a lot you're... better for me, I'll be entirely honest. That sounds a lot less confident <laughs> than Colchester does. <laughs> I'll have that. That's fine.
0: What, what were you expecting pre season? A playoff charge? or
4: Yeah, I think we're expecting a playoff. Um, I wrote an article in one of the local crew papers um, last week, really sort of damning the club somewhat for our ambition and, well, lack of ambition, should I say, and mentality what runs through the, the board all the way down to the players and fans that a small club syndrome. Um, I it, I think it, I really do think it affects our players, and you know, and probably when it even comes to signing players in the first place, I think a lot of people be put off because there's just no ambition there. As I said, we all hoped in the, the pre-season that we could achieve the playoffs, but since then things have really fallen off, and there's a lot of discontent at the moment.
0: And um, what about a uh, player to watch for Crew this year?
4: Well, even, d- despite the the negatives, there has been one or two positives. Charlie Kirk, who signed a new contract in the summer, what was like a real success. Um, he's had a good start. I don't think he scored many last season, but this season he had four off from the wing. Um, he looks a really exciting prospect. He actually has his own flag. What um, says Ginger Contigno? So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he looked, he's very good. Um, he had another good game against Barry on Saturday, scored again. Jordan Barry, you actually set him up as well. He's been with us for about two years now. Um, doesn't score many, but his all-round play is really good. <clears throat> Great at bringing players in and, you know, his work rate's fantastic. So I'd say him and Kirk are, if I could say, two, the two to look out for. Brilliant.
0: And uh, what's the crew view on the Mighty Mariners?
4: I don't. I, I know little. Um, also, you have Harry Davis. Do I believe he's injured.
3: Um. Yes. Yes, I think he is. <laughs> say it with confidence he'll be coming. fine. <laughs> yeah. He's How's, definitely. How has he done for you guys? I've not been massively impressed with him, if I'm being honest. But we played him at fullback a lot of the games. Well,
4: he started with us at fullback way back in 2008, 2009, I think it was, if not earlier. Um, I was never a great fan of him and He's, he left the club in a real yeah. cloud. He's still running back um, from one of our goals we can say, You did. know, he sometimes goes articles saying one to boot. He'd be that player. A lot of crew fans are not massive fans of him, to say the least. Um, well, he, he went. He rumouredly went on strike after his father was sacked from the Major position. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so he, <laughs> he swiftly went out on loan to, um, I think it was St Mirren.
0: Yeah, 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 that yeah when he, he That
4: That
0: when he was transferred in the summer.
4: Yeah. So obviously, no, he's, you have him. And, and Dembele, is he still there? No. He, no, he went to Peterborough. Peterborough. Oh, did he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. he, he was like, also a player it, that went on strike. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He, he certainly went on oh, strike I after January.
4: <laughs> I, I, well, in the occasion, uh, I get a bit of time to play a football manager. He's always one of my first buys.
1: Well as long as you don't put him on the transfer list he'll be fine. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but no, I think it I think um Grimsby is one ground I actually would like to go to. You know, it's it's a proper football ground, it's not one of these, you know, very artificial looking um B Q grounds. Any comment Just any fun. comment from Colchester or
2: <laughs> Well yeah we, we... I don't know if you ever visited Leia Road, which was just on the outskirts of town. You could walk to it from the town centre. Henry loves it. Um, there was terracing. Yeah. There was terracing. And I'll tell you a funny story, actually, a bit weird, because not many people like me. I used to, as you might have guessed from the accent, was from Manchester as a kid. And i have been a Manchester United fan all my life. And I moved down here about 14, 15 years ago. And I was getting a bit hacked off with Manchester United, the corporate brand. It wasn't like the 70s when I'd gone the most. And I turns up at Layer Road and I go on the bar side, which is the old terrace. And it was obviously on a bit of a smaller scale than the Stretford End in the 1970s. But it was as if I was transported back to, you know, the Red Army years at Manchester United. And I absolutely loved it. And I never made a decision that I was going to jump ship because football fans don't usually do that. But after about a year going to Colchester United, I'd got a season ticket. And I found that you know I'd sort of it crept up on me I'd become a Colchester you know, I absolutely loved that ground um, I you know it, it was a the, when we were in the championship we used to get teams come and they just couldn't believe it that we were so close to the uh, the players taking the throw in there was absolute bedlam in the air even though it was a small ground it was the best atmosphere I'd, I'd experienced at a football match since the 1960s I think that's great to hear
4: like, it, it... It's a shame there's not more of the old grounds still around. It, you know, I really don't like these, you know, very, as I said, sort of B and Q kind of stadiums where they all look very somewhere. The atmosphere is somewhat drab, and um, Grimsby is one of those I like to visit. The reasons that it is a bit of an old school ground. You're um, having a new one
2: built though at Grimsby, aren't you? Uh,
4: <laughs> we've been we've been saying that for a.
3: 30 years now and still yeah be careful close, what you it. wish
2: for though because we moved out to a ground you know 10,000 it's like 101 other grounds that you might experience in the football league and about 3,000 of us rattle around in it and, yeah you know, I've, been,
3: I've been on a Tuesday night to on the ground a couple of likewise. years ago
2: yeah um, and we used to have a supporters club bar they've only just introduced that but they haven't seemed to have worked out that we might want to drink real ale um, the, south, the south stand where we, we all mass the, the, the loyal fans is, is a lot better than it used to be when we first moved there but the atmosphere doesn't even touch Layer Road am I doesn't even touch it
3: no no I wasn't overly impressed with the atmosphere when I went but I didn't enjoy my experience anyways we were 3-0 down at about 30 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay brilliant thank you very much gents uh, we really appreciate you coming on I don't think any, have anybody got anything to add from the
1: I town w- end? I would kind of like to ask, who is your shittest player? And will he be playing on oh, God. Tuesday or Saturday?
2: <laughs> God, uh, I don't really do that. I'm, I'm one of these sort of people that I, I, I'd, never, I'd never do that to a coach player. No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a Girkin uh, you know, who went to Ipswich. Um, uh, he's playing it. He keeps he, breaking into the Ipswich team in the championship. I I, 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 I used to dislike him a lot when he yeah, played for us. Some of the uh, some of was, the decisions you know, that manager like,
1: makes. Thanks very much. Thank you guys. Really appreciate. Good luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, barring Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, good, luck, good luck to you on a similar basis. I, I just think that yeah, there's a lot to be said for lower league football. The Premiership looks like it's been tied up already by the teams that you'd expect to have been in the top places before it even started. But League One is absolutely fascinating. Anything could happen. There's so few points se- um, separate the playoffs from mid-table. I, I, I'm enjoying it this season, and it's good to talk to you all.
1: Good thank you very much guys
2: thanks guys thank you
1: jones thank you Bryn. thank you right fine cool so let's start as we mean to go on and talk about
3: right so so what games do we need to talk about we need
1: to talk about our rallying we are back Playoffs are on it, Lincoln. Watch out! Here we come. We're not shit anymore. Apart from JJ Hooper, who seems to give it all that when he misses, oh, he no, puts I'm one gonna, in from three yards I'm, out.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a rant about people who have a go at JJ. I'm
1: fucking me. you, fucking try it, mate. You giving it all the bloody big well, one when he puts one. in
3: you, but, but <laughs> not necessarily you. Well, no, that was at the Port Vale fans. I.
1: Think. Yeah, he was, he was, but he's still giving it all the big one when he's tapped when he scuffed it in. From an open yeah. goal, one yard out. <laughs> but I think I think he's, a, he's allowed to have his own... Well,
3: we'll come on to it. I'll, yeah. I'll explain why. I will explain why <laughs> when we get
1: there. I, I think I'm still annoyed with him because he he fucked up a beautiful uh, a beautiful move which he should have he should have tucked away. Um, but yeah, I, we're back. Carlisle one 0 win. We obviously recorded on that. Tom was probably right. It was it was kind of a. Um, yeah, it was It was what it was, wasn't it? It was a bit of a, yeah, it was a bit of a, yeah.
3: <laughs> Alex, are you going to introduce you soon as this is now the start, even though we've been recording half an hour? Oh, we can do. Because otherwise it'll be a bit out of sync.
1: Oh, well, I can, my, my editing is amazing. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Yay. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, more
3: wheat jokes, didn't uh, you? <laughs>
1: His wheat brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Henry, how are you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was still quite funny the second time, Alex, I give you that.
1: People say the same about my penis. Uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, right, this podcast's only going one way.
1: <laughs> same with the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is tom just
0: hung up this yeah. <laughs> is far weird. too much
1: smut for me <laughs> tom, tom how are yeah. you how is wales is it still there yeah
0: good i went to watch uh barry versus nobody cares
1: about non-league shit anymore uh right next <laughs> we're over it we're done with it we never have to deal with it anymore i don't even know Until who barry is
0: what? It's not non-league. That's the Welsh Premier League, mate. <laughs> Top-flight
1: football. I kind of want Barry to top play Keith. Football. Am I, I the only is, one that wants it? that? That could technically
0: it? happen in the Iron Brew Cup.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh,
0: Future seasons, it should Barry qualify for the Iron Brew Cup, and well, presumably presumably Keith do because they're what are they Highland League.
1: We need to make it happen. We have no power whatsoever. We have about three people listening to this, and one of them, I think all of us are our parents that do it. But to get Barry and Keith together to play some sort of charity game would be beautiful. But I wouldn't go because it sounds shit. And, um, yeah, that's 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 my goal. Yeah, I think Keith would have to win the Highland League, wouldn't they, first? <laughs> I what don't are know up? what league they're in. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we beat them, and then we beat somebody else. We beat Port Vale. Who was it? More about us being amazing, or more about being Port Vale being so shit it made us look competent?
3: No, I thought I thought we looked quite good against Port Vale.
1: Good, good. I was, what about I you, was Tom? Quite
3: happy with that. Good. I thought the performance was good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Good, Tom. What about you?
0: Um, I didn't. I only saw the Colchester game. I didn't see the Port Vale game. We haven't played um, Colchester, Colchester yet. Not Colchester. It Carlisle feels like
1: it, but we haven't played Colchester yet.
0: Carlisle United. I only saw that game, and I thought from I don't know what it was like against Port Vale, but we played that four-five-one, didn't we? Where um, JJ plays on the on the right and slots into a defensive position, and everything Carlisle did positive from open play kind of came from that wing because he get kept getting caught out of position. When we were defending, didn't
1: he? So, was it like that against Port Vale? Yeah, um, there was more. Do you know what? You made a great point during Carlisle's game that there was fuck all movement up front in that final yeah, third. It was, it was, but it was, it was better. More fluid. Yeah, it, it was, was better much than that. More fluid. But yeah. uh, it was just better. I mean, you, you, there's an improvement, and we did, as you saw, we played some good stuff. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I thought we played really well, but I think a lot of it was to do with Port Vale standing off us. And then allowing us that opportunity to play with the ball.
3: Yeah, Port Vale looked at the bat like we looked um, against Morecambe in a way. Let's play, um, yeah. Constant backtracking, kind of thing. We've really. got a
1: game. We can play a game that will probably get us into a lawsuit, but let's try it.
3: <laughs>
1: what? Neil Aspin claimed allegedly that a man in a Grimsby Town tie abused him.
3: Oh, um... <laughs> name
1: that man. <laughs>
3: uh, well, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, all right, we'll have a look at the replay. Um, <laughs> I don't know; my view just wasn't quite good enough
1: to see it. Really, yeah, that's uh, that's understandable, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. Do you not want to make any sort of wild a- I think it's accusation? A good
0: argument for introducing VAR at all levels of the football league. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gary's got GoPro; we can put it in goal. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it was no. We're not going to do that.
3: We were we, we were. we were much better. Good. Port Vale uh, and we'll get on to the topic now Alex seeing as we're fresh off a mini Okay so, I will, shall, so uh, shall I
1: start it and honestly
0: on, before we move on from Port Vale I don't know if either of you uh, had, had seen the tweet but we had five under 23's in the starting lineup and two on the bench in that game of which Akin Rose certainly came on I'm not sure about uh, Rob Robles.
3: No, no Robles didn't come on. Robles um, didn't. But yeah. I, think that sh- I think that made all the difference, to be honest. I mean, during that six-game losing streak, I think what you'd say about us is we looked slow, um, Pedestrian, without ideas, without of, energy, yeah. and sort of five in the team, or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it was five, Against, Port, against yeah. Port Vale, I mean, we just looked so much more full of energy. We broke a lot quicker, yeah. and we just looked so much quicker going forward, which I think, cause their slow and big centre-halves all kinds of problems
1: yeah and I think that's the way to go which probably nicely brings us on to our rant so I will be honest and open first I don't like JJ Hooper I don't. I didn't rate him when he joined but he's here for two years and we ain't going to sell him because no one's going to want him and I think his attitude hasn't changed since since uh, Jolly has arrived and I think he performs better but I feel that Max Wright would be far better in the position that he plays currently
3: Max, right. Yeah, better. Based based off what?
1: Off me. Off my feeling. (laughs) Off the fact that I watched the guy unable to move. Hang on. I'm waiting for that bloke to make any sort of movement, any sort of ability to move or make anything, and not give grief for scuffing a shot in from two yards out, and apparently now he's amazing. Because he fucked up the first one that hit the post, which he should have banged in. And I've seen him so many times this year get skinned. And I think anyone with any more energy, because at the moment he just seems to be...
0: Well, isn't Max Wright an, a midfielder as well? As yeah. opposed to... Like, I think that is a problem with Hooper playing in, in the role that they've got him at the minute. He's a bit of a a square peg in a, a round hole. Because when yeah, we, and he's, we go he's... to 4-5-1 and he's playing a defensive position and, he, and he, that Carlisle game... He got caught out of position so many times when he was should have been closing the player down, going to the ball, and he was trying to run back. It was awful. But,
3: right? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Yeah, can yeah. I go, 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 go. Say yeah. Say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good that we have these kind of discussions on a podcast that <laughs> um, only fans listen to. My, my <laughs> big issue to. is sat. Uh, I was sat right at the front row of the Morgan game in the lower. We were two-one down. The team was devoid of confidence, and all I saw was so many look-at-me knobheads just leaning over the barrier, I screaming there. at our players. <laughs> and that was mostly directed at players like Hooper, who, yeah, I mean, all the players that day played shit. Yeah, Hooper agreed. especially. I had a shit game, right? Not denying that, but and the argument that's made about this is, oh, everyone has fans who have a right to say whatever yeah true but i was at cambridge united on saturday they were one nil down against milton Keynes. they're in the relegation zone they're arguably in a worse state than we are and i didn't see one of their fans completely lose it like our fans do at the players they weren't abusing the players i saw one fan in particular have a real go at west thomas right at the end of the game i thought it was ridiculous and it doesn't help anything and the atmosphere around it and I think during that six game spell I think that's why that six game losing streak got broken away from home to be honest because they weren't playing against that kind of pressure and they weren't playing in that kind of atmosphere There's and certain, then when they came yeah. back and when they came back home against Port Vale the crowd was lower and there were less dickheads there and <laughs> I think I think I think I think I think that showed in the team to be I perfectly think, honest I think and that yeah and that, and that kind of brings me on to Hooper yeah, he's oh, not We've got more, have
1: we? There's more in the barrel, isn't there?
3: He's, he's not amazing. He's got his flaws. He's in the team to try and win headers, which he doesn't always do. Yeah, I get that. I'm still not convinced there's anyone better than him at the minute in the squad to take his role. I think Ben Pringle might be an option long-term when he gets fit. Um, but I think once he got that goal and he got that wave of confidence for about 20 minutes after his goal, he looked a completely different player. And if we see more of that, then great. But... I just think the atmosphere at home sometimes just doesn't help bring the best out of the players.
1: Well, there's no atmosphere yeah, at home.
3: Was, that, was, that was, that was, that's, oh, that's... And that has that's, been the case. That's, that's, that's my, that's, that's really the, the only thing I wanted to say. But like there's that, no atmosphere at home,
1: isn't it? That's the problem. Blunder Park, well, shit. Well, no,
3: there's, there's, there's no atmosphere until we go 2-1 down and then it gets nasty. I, 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 do quite like that it was, uh, When uh,
1: it's, when it's on their team, just, not us. Yeah. It, yeah.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't. It was. It was on us. That's the problem. That we're yelling at our own players. And um, the argument that people always make is, "Oh, well, it happens at every club." It doesn't happen like that at every club. I got to um, admit
1: though, because I, I mean, I go to a lot of different games and I do see it. And I do. I don't think Blundell Park, personally speaking, I don't think Blundell Park is any worse or any any better than anywhere else. And that includes me. And that's mostly southern clubs. So I go watch uh, Fulham. I go watch Oldershot, Woking. Uh, Palace, I've been to a couple of times. Been to Brentford, uh, and oh, they're all the same for me. I'll be honest; I haven't really seen much. Maybe it's changed at Blundell Park since I was a regular there. But
3: oh, I think I think it's got since you were last there, Alex. It, the last sort of two years, I think, since we've been struggling in the league, I think it's got a lot nastier. Yeah, I think I think the worst it's the worst I've seen it was Morecambe at home when we went two-one down, I'm, I'm... and the moment the moment they equalised after sixty minutes. The atmosphere completely switched, and you almost knew what was going to happen at that point.
1: Um,
0: I think it's been like that for a long time, though. So, what does time. the club?
1: So, what does the club do? Because the club are doing fuck all apart from making the experience of Blunder Park worse for home fans. They've
0: well, well yeah, and I, th- I think it's, it's just, necessarily I, on, the, on the club, is it? I think some people, mate. There's, there's nobody
1: else that can can sort of utilise or to um, I can't think of the word right now, but to galvanise the fans to do something different. They're the ones that well, have to.
0: Equally, you don't have to go down to a football ground every weekend and just be a really nasty person when your team goes 1-0 down.
1: Yeah, but you're talking about an individual thing. If you want to have an, uh, individual conversations with two 200 people that do that, that's fine. But the club is not doing anything to make the experience of London Park any better for fans. Right. It's, it's getting worse. I
3: I, th- I, think, I think it's born out of just long-term frustration yes. at where the club is going. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. I
1: think it's it's very um, much like a, a very old married couple that shouldn't have married each other. And now any sort of movement or heavy breathing is now yeah. fucking them off. And... Yes, uh,
3: <laughs> I, I, I really think we've got, we, we've got to that situation. I think two wins has eased that a bit, but I do fear for... If if this season does pan out to be a long struggle, I do fear for what the atmosphere is going to be like. What do what do you, what do you think
1: we can do though? What can the club? What can be done? So is this a oh, trust yeah. initiative? This is is this the club going? Because I think that we should because no fucker comes, no away fans bother coming apart from Lincoln now because they're good um, because they didn't fucking used to come. Um, put them in the corner. Put them in the cage. Open that cage up, stick some fucking seats in there, steal, steal them from Aki Stanley. They must have a few left from the newsstand. And stick them in that corner. And then make the Osmond a... You go in there to make a racket. Because I've made this argument too many times now that the pond a terrace in is organic. And if you feel up for it and you feel up for making a noise, you go into the middle and you go into the centre where the noise is. And you can do that in a terrace because you can move around. I don't necessarily think safe standing will help that or cure that because it's not... You've got a space place and you stand in it. When you, oh, I,
0: you mentioned that because I, I, I went to the Barry game with someone who went to the safe standing section at Shrewsbury last week or the week before. And he said that because it wasn't full, there were like quite a few people who did just move around.
1: But yeah, so that's, yeah, that's when it's empty then. But when I'm talking about, well, hopefully it won't be. But you know what I mean? It, it won't necessarily cure it. And this idea no. that safe standing will cure it, I don't think it will. And I don't, even,
3: I, I don't even think it's a case of seating or standing with us,
1: though. I well, think, do you mind if I, if I, if I just, finish?
3: Just, 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 yeah, sorry, yeah, go on. Because what I was I'll trying to say is, that that yeah, yes.
1: because in, in, when the pontoon was made a seating, what happened was every lad who liked to be in the pontoon 20 years ago, 25 years ago, sat where they sit. So they sat in the middle of the pontoon and they haven't left. So now what you've got is a bunch of 50-year-olds who sit in the pontoon who don't want to make a racket and who don't want to move, who would have organically moved over to the barracks or moved over to the main stand when it was terracing. So now the people who want to make a noise are put right in the corner where the sound drifts out to the sea because there's still a, an open boarding since when we had the additional <laughs> thing. Bill pet hay. Yeah, and there's no, there's no way of doing it. So fucking move them into the Osmond. And if you've got a season ticket in the pontoon and you feel like making a noise, go in the Osmond stand because it's a racket in maker. Oh, I'm yeah. done.
3: I, 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 so, so just going on on your question of what you think the club or what you think needs to happen in terms of changing the atmosphere around home games.
1: We can't. Um, yeah, yeah, Not the not the not what we all think. But <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> just, just. I think
3: we did have a game at home this season where. For 20 minutes, the atmosphere was the best it was for years. And that was Lincoln when we were on top for that 20 minutes. Yeah, And I think a lot of fans' frustration, it's not just the playing performance in the league position that it's been since we got relegated out of League One and the double relegation. Um, it's just that the club makes the same mistakes over and over again and it's very stagnant. I think the atmosphere will start to change when people see true and proper change throughout the club in terms of energy, in terms of direction, in terms of the decisions that they make Yeah, and I think that's why when Jolly came in, who was such a breath of fresh air when he first came in last season and yeah that, that Goodwill's disintegrated disintegrated because we've seen a lot more of the same but when Jolly did come in as that breath of fresh air, the atmosphere for those home games was brilliant Yeah, um, and I think ultimately that's what will change it
1: Yeah, uh, Um,
3: but but while we but while we still see a club that makes the same mistakes and still uses Windows 2000 or whatever (laughs) to make do Excel or whatever it is, (laughs)
1: they got um, Excel. That's pretty good.
3: (laughs) And just just little things like that. I think I think people just get
1: it. Just all looks shit because
3: we've all we've all put a lot of money into this club over the years. At the end of the day, yeah, and I don't. We've all we've all made a big commitment to this club financially and with time and when you see absolutely no progress over 15 20 years I I think people just get to their ends of it and then that doesn't help the situation that we find ourselves in on the pitch when we're struggling
1: and everybody and I think it doesn't help at the moment as well for the the lot of people that are involved in town are heavily on social media who are heavily invested I mean because that's a way of getting information and they see people like Andy Holt at Accrington Stanley who's doing these things that are and they make you feel good about your club like the thing with the fans is like the kids is amazing
3: yeah yeah absolutely um but that's a that's a club that's really embedded itself in the community it's really sort of driven itself forward yeah and they don't have a flashy stadium they have tiny attendances but look how well they're doing and it's not just on the pitch it's off it. the atmosphere around it off it and, uh, and the atmosphere, yeah. and to be fair, the atmosphere at Stanley has always been quite
1: good. Yeah, it has. It was, it was and, good when we got relegated, wasn't it?
3: Um, and begrudgingly, you'd say similar about Lincoln, wouldn't you, at the I end of the day? Do you know
1: what? I don't know enough about Lincoln to, to know what they've done different. Um, apart from they've got a guy who's who's obviously bankrolling them a little bit.
3: Well, they've got four more guys to bankroll them now. As of the other day, I saw on the news, they've got another four people to invest six figure sums into the club
1: but there's but there's no one around here that's going to invest in the club we've been told this no
3: but this is this is a <laughs> london sports firm yeah. that's what?
0: invested in well, it's it's... The, the main guy who came onto their board so their their sort of main man he or one of their main men he got introduced to, he used to be on the board at everton he's a, he, from south africa some sort of gold investor and uh, he got introduced to Lincoln because Lincoln used to be like Everton's. They had like a partnership with him. Can you remember when a few Premier League clubs started doing that? Right like in the early 40s, late 90s. Oh, well. The classic football manager feeder clubs. It's anyway,
1: amazing. it's not yeah, a Lincoln yeah. City podcast. I don't care.
0: <laughs> well, it's just but, that's how they've got these, these four blokes from London. Two of them are South Africans. So it's all that's obviously the link in it.
1: But yeah, yeah. the four
0: of them together invest in a six-figure sum, and that may lead to more money at a later date. There we uh, go.
3: Sorry, sorry for sending us on a tangent, but I just thought that was relevant to certainly the no, no, it's, game it's fine. The Port Vale
1: game because we don't talk about much else, and it's and it's worth having a, a, a chat around sort of the state of the club because the elephant in the room we never talk about, and we never talk about that. And this is the closest thing we've probably done to to speak around where where we are as a club because. I think a long time ago we all gave up on the fact that Grimsby Town are never going to be the greatest team in the world. They're never going to be Barcelona. and They're never going to compete against it. But what they can be is a great community club who work well and do their business brilliantly, and they have some other things that make you feel proud and, and make you feel a part of your club. And now that and make
3: you make you enjoy your Saturdays.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when you are a when now we've grown up and matured, and we are in the world of business and whatever's um you see how things work and you see how things are done and you look then at the club and you go, how incompetent are you? Does that make sense? Yeah. And maybe it's because of my job and my job is a lot around uh, making people feel great and and, uh, around sort of quite technical aspects of aerospace and and that sort of boring crap and and meeting people and all that stuff. And it's like, this shit is so fucking simple. Do it right and you'll be fine and you don't.
3: But... I also I don't think it's just a club issue. I think it's a town-wide issue in a way. Um, yeah. you, you could say the same thing about the council. You could say the same thing about a lot of things, really. And, yeah, and
0: and I think that's a, uh, like I think Lincoln is a, a great comparison because there's like loads of investment in general going into Lincoln. The university's expanding. Like Lincoln is a booming city compared to Grimsby, which is at the moment a bit of a stagnant town and
1: and i i agree to a point but when you're talking around things like if, if we flipped it so lincoln university has expanded exponentially since i was there um but it was still there it's still quite a heavy thing our university has expanded quite a bit as well so we've got our new university center we've got all that sort of stuff we've had uh, dong energy come in and invest a lot into the town as well we're meant to be the hub of this renewable energy source and there's no of that and there's none of that buzz around do you know what i mean
3: yeah, I, I think part of that is because it's not quite there yet. I think the yeah. plans are in place but they haven't quite been delivered yet. Yeah, maybe. Um so maybe if you if if you ask that question further down the line it might be different, but I mean no <laughs> well, guarantee. Welcome
1: to all. the National League North Podcast. Gainsbury next week <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, we're playing Brig again. <laughs> Fucking keep it in, lads. you have got just keep it tight. We might bring Parslow on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: But a forty-year-old Parsley,
1: <laughs> better than a twenty-five-year-old JJ Hoop. Uh, no, oh, 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 I would fight you on that. <laughs> um, it's quite. That's another question we might ask that another day. Like how, um, Craig Disley, where where do these where's their ability lying? Where so Nathan Arnold two years ago was 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 pl- helping Lincoln to beat. Who did he score against? Ipswich, yeah, in the cup, and now he's a yeah. He's just left Boston, hasn't he? So where is yeah, that? He
0: left when he left Boston because he was promised assistant manager role,
1: and that's not materialised. Ah, oh, right, fine, there you go. But do you see what I mean? Like the same with Disley. The same with Disley was only a year or so ago. He was playing for us against Barnet, and now he's at Clee. Yeah. Uh, well,
3: I mean. I, I think it's same with a lot of sports. I think when you get when you get to the age where you it just goes where you've finished, it goes. And I yeah. think you could say that about one of our centre halves as well this year.
1: <laughs> you leave Whitmore out of it.
3: Uh. <laughs> I can't believe he's only twenty five.
1: Is he? That. Is he really? He's, he plays like he's so. fucking fifty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, he played. He did have a good game against um, Port Vale, he, and I think. Oh, just on our centre, just on our back four, we were all right against the big lumps like Pope before failed.
1: And by the I way, Pope we'll... was injured as well.
3: Yeah, I, the the physical guys we can cope with, and I think that's why we did all right against
1: Lincoln. Yeah, you're probably understand.
3: right. They just had a kindy up front, just the physical ones. It's when we play the lad- the teams with a quick ladder. <laughs> anyone, which...
1: anyone with a Anyone <laughs> with a
3: smidge of pace beats us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's brilliant. Um <laughs> uh yeah that's nice terrible. and positive as ever yeah, I welcome course. to the halloween
3: about the what was i saying about, posi- about positive we've won two <laughs> games on the trot
1: so let's talk about mansfield and let's talk how big bigger cocks they are so they cancelled our game because they didn't have enough players they're they're right obviously because it's within the laws of the game we're able to scrape a team together for birmingham where do you feel on this one guys
3: um, well we were without embleton who has been one of our better players yeah so yeah i, I agree with
1: that but i'm not bringing too, that up
3: i wasn't actually too upset <laughs> Um, I mean, they only had three players out, which was enough to postpone the game in the rules of the FA. So um, you can't you can't really say too much about it, to be honest. Because I mean, three players isn't an entire team. So if they cobble a, the rest of the squad together for a friendly, so be it. I can't say I really give a shit. What about I mean, you, Tom? I'm not one. I'm not. I'm not one of those that have bought um, train tickets before the that, game that... or whatever that so suddenly that... gets. At a loose end. Yeah, that's
1: got to be the wrong thing, hasn't it? Because you,
3: you've got to think there's got to be more notice given on yeah. that. But I suppose it's whenever the teams are called up, really.
1: Maybe. And what about um, what about you, Tom? How do you feel about it?
0: Uh, it's the rules, and yeah, it wasn't really that bothered. It probably wasn't a bad thing for us <laughs> as we were struggling with a few injuries. Well, but we? with two
1: games on the run, you surely you want to be playing games? Well, getting was, a...
0: it was annoying from a momentum point of view. Um,
1: but, everything's annoying from a momentum point of view if we had
0: three internationals <laughs> for a game off nobody would have batted an eyelid apart from we would have been like god we've got three internationals <laughs> I'm
1: just I'm disappointed that only I, Henry laughed at my satirical that, joke
3: uh, I think I missed it <laughs> you're going to get a lot of angry people on Twitter if they could be asked to listen to this uh, that yeah yeah
1: sense. by all means we need the viewers get in <laughs> I'll be the next Piers Morgan. He's fucking loaded. I don't care if he gets a pie in the face every now and then. I get called a baby killer enough. Do you? Yeah, he's all campaigning against blah, blahs. Uh, <laughs> you killed dead babies? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well yeah, yeah. I killed dead so babies. you are? Yeah, yeah. Protests and all that. I'm cutting that bit. <laughs> Just <What>? in case. <laughs> We're back. Uh, <laughs> um, we were just talking about um, we were just talking about Henry's sexual orientations and his uh, fetishes. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fucking, I was zoned out for thirty seconds there. I heard you say that.
1: Like... <laughs> you should have heard what I said the twenty-nine seconds before it. Um, how do you feel that how, none of us in this room wanted jolly in this metaphorical room? wanted jolly to go did we do you think this has given him how 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 close do you think he was to losing his job how close do you think he do you do, do you know where the board's head is at or do you do, would you like to take a guess at where it is
0: well i actually think the board are quite thick skinned or, yeah I, I, I certainly d- think i i <laughs> agree i i
3: definitely agree with you there tom because i think you look at hurst and slade and they, they gave both of them a lot of time. And to be honest, I was sat at the end of the Morkham game thinking, where do we go from here? Um, Home. So I, I I honestly could have gone either way with them after that game. It was that bad.
1: It was bad, yeah.
3: And, and the goodwill had completely disappeared. And it was ridiculous. Um, but I think... The young players in the team. I think we've looked good in the last few games. I, 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 that's easily the season for me. Assuming he keeps us up, can I?
1: Can I? Can I ask a question as well, which is quite interesting? Talking about the ball being thick-skinned, and you using Hurst as Slade as an example. Looking back at the, the the managers before that, do you think they would have gone before their alleged altercations with certain members of boards? So Newell obviously had a bit of a tête-à-tête allegedly. Uh, so did Rob Rob Scott do you think those guys would have gone or do you think the board would have been happy to keep them on at the time I know it was a while ago but it's worth asking
3: Um, I think if I I think if Hurst and Scott hadn't fallen out I think the board would have stuck with them yeah Um, because at the time they were very much a duo and Hurst that season ended in failure even without Scott and they still kept Hurst Hurst out yeah so I don't I don't see any argument that they would have bitten them both off at the end of that season if nothing had happened.
1: Yeah. What about you, Tom? Um
0: I think a better example is um is Bignett. Yeah. Because uh I think Bignett when he came in, he had the same on on the face of it, he had the same ideas as what Jolly does, really. He wants uh, backroom staff, like sports science, stuff like that.
1: I think there was, uh, there's got to have been more to the big knot thing, surely.
0: But I mean, so I, I think he's a better comparison. Yeah. Because he, he clearly had a, a gripe with the board as well, which ultimately led to his demise. Because it, when you look at how he did that season, he came in after we lost a manager who'd been there for five years or whatever, steadied the ship. We were safe. We'd well, beat, we'd we beat. We'd
1: beaten the team that were promoted in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, um, and and so like it must have. There must have been something else going on on there. That, but I think
1: bloody fruitland.
0: The same ideas as what Jolly has done. So there's. I think he's probably a better comparison. And clearly, Jolly hasn't yet fallen out with the board, which is why he's is still here.
1: Christ, that man must have the patience of a saint. Um, <laughs> Only me. Good. Um <laughs> anybody on? They, Hello. They, there's Hello. no
0: other reason. There's no other reason why Because like the the record has, has has not been brilliant. I think he bought himself a bit of time the way he dug us out of the mire at the end of last season.
3: Well. Yeah, I think I think on the pitch I think he's proven himself a bit more than big not. And uh, I think and based I, on yeah. based on last season and I mean, this season during the losing streak was a bit of a jolly jumble-type situation. But, yeah. I mean, that, se- that half a season when we had Gavin Gunning playing midfield <laughs> in the big-lock bingo, I mean, we-
0: no-one knew what the hell was going on. But, um, so I think you've got to be encouraged by the performances against Lincoln and MK Dons, who I yeah. think have, that's what's going to be interesting against these in these next few games. Exeter and Colchester are probably two other teams that... Uh, of showing that they might be up there come the end of the season, and they're probably
1: the games where we want to measure ourselves. So what do you, what do you think it was then? Because I went at Milton Keynes, we were brilliant, and if it wasn't we were, and if it wasn't Dixon being a fucking idiot, we'd have might might have gone on and won that game. So, where what happened? Are the players? Is Jolly just not knowing where he's at? Is the attitude of the players wrong? Is are they only getting up for big games? Because I think, I know we've been talking about the, the dog's abuse that players get. I don't think they get getting the criticism they deserve because I think that run of six is in the end, ultimately down to their performance.
0: I, I, I think, think, go on Tom. I was just going to say, I think it's very easy in any sport um, to raise your game when you play opposition that's of a better quality or a better standard um, and so when we've played Lincoln, obviously everybody's going to be up for that anyway, when we've played at MK Dons, we're playing a team at the top of the table automatically you know, I, I do it when I play darts, if I play a team from the Premier League, for whatever reason my my three dot average goes up compared to when I play a, from my own division there's something in the in you that makes you perform better, and when we 've played against the other teams of which a few have been in and around us or they've just we've it seems like we 've sort of almost just played at their level rather than reaching our potential, which has been demonstrated like in that twenty minutes against Lincoln, for example
3: yeah i think I think for me that six game losing streak is a bit of a combination of things I think it was a new team still trying to piece itself together that was changing week in, week out and formation was changing week in, week out it wasn't very high on confidence had a lot of flaws in it especially in terms of pace and age for a lot of the time and then you go through the results One, year, we started one nil away at Newport tough loss but tough place to go and they're showing yes. that this season 1-0 at home to Yeovil and that's where you probably start to worry a little bit. And then we got spanked away at Berry, which was just a terrible day all round. It was pissing it down. The defence, the back was terrible. Alex Davis was playing out of position. and
1: I think Alex Davis was, is still fucking running back.
3: That 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 <laughs> game, I think, really was the sort of basement of it, and we stayed there for a while. And then we lost 3-0 at home to Oldham. And at that point, you start to think the atmosphere is getting terrible, and confidence totally gone, and things just start to spiral from there. And then you're away at Stevenage, where we never win there, and then Ooh. it just um, and then it cunts. gets capped off with a home loss to Morecambe, where it which really was dreadful. It was, um, it was
1: awful. And uh, I, I, so, in a, in a
3: way, I think I I think that just makes that Carlisle the away from home that much more impressive really do
1: you know what it's quite um, funny to get out
3: of that spiral
1: the the mirroring of it because Brian Lawsy's last game for Grimsby was a 3-0 defeat to Oldham at Blundell Park and um, I remember I was at that game and it was manic the amount of abuse I remember when Oldham scored their third a guy ran on and sat on the centre spot in protest Um, so it's we talk about the abuse people get now and the things that used to happen then there's if, if the anger was in some sort of curve of well, considering our positions, you'd expect it to be worse. But uh, we were spoilt back then. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: still sore. This, this is many years on. Yeah, we're still sore. <laughs> How's things going at fucking Ipswich, mate? Toto not doing it
3: there. They're three, two away at Swansea. Oh,
1: they did They did that, did they? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Fucking yeah. looking all rosy now. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, cu- still, too, still, still a relegation scrap to these cu- Island, weird.
1: <laughs> I'm cupping my ear, mate. I'm <laughs> cupping my ear. <laughs> oh, um dear. Um, how do you feel? So it's a b- bit of a toughie of a week. Actually, Exa on on Saturday, Tuesday, Colchester. Then we've got Crew on the Saturday away. We never do well at Crew. Um, so Hi. we've got three tough games coming up. Um, our easy lot are out of the way. So um, it's a big old struggle now, isn't it?
3: Um, I'd be happy
1: if we put in two good
3: shifts and get a result from one of the home games. I think I think that'd be a decent return from that, to be honest. Um,
0: Stick my neck out and say we'll get seven points. <laughs>
3: there is an optimistic man. Although I don't, I think I think we've got a chance to get a winner, crew. I think if we can come out of the home games with at least something from one of them, um, and then turn our attentions to two half, well, on paper, half reasonable away games in crew and and then Cambridge a bit further down the line and
1: Manchester after on the Saturday.
3: Yeah, so so uh, the home games will be a good test. And I do worry.
1: What on the tenth? What's that? What about Mansfield after I've got I've got here on the club's official website. I've got Mansfield on the sixth of November, and then I've got yeah
3: that's a, tu- that's a Tuesday. And then no, I was going to say
1: tenth is FA
0: Cup, isn't it?
1: And I got Newcastle yeah. uh, under twenty-three, under twenty-ones, who the youth team played in an FA Cup game by the way once uh, on the thirteenth of November, and then the FA Cup, which we'll be in for a round and get knocked out of, uh, is on the tenth so much to look forward to so much to look forward to I'm a little bit worried Um, (laughs) when is this going to end what
3: what, what do you see from the home games because you're at the home games I'm going
1: aren't I I'm back up north it's amazing Uh, well last time the games I watched last time we lost to Wickham in a 3-2 defeat and then who did we I think we beat did we beat Crawley or did we lose to Crawley and then beat Wickham we never beat Wiccan. I can't remember.
3: I can't remember. That was a while ago. It was last year? Yeah, that's was a while ago. Hang
0: on. Last, last year at home, we uh, we drew Will Wiccan
1: to all. Uh, we, so it was...
3: No, we lost... Uh, no, no, that Akin Femme game was the year before that, wasn't it? No, it was,
0: was it a slot game.
1: Here it is. No, so no. we... Beat, we lost Wickham three two, and then there was yeah. another Saturday game which I watched. Uh, we won against Crew one nil, so there we go. Um, yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll get stuffed. Um, <laughs> I don't have much faith at the moment. I think our defence is fucking awful. I don't think. I don't think Mac is amazing at the moment either. Um, I do
3: worry about our defence against pacey strikers and. As Colchester and Colchester and Exeter strike me as teams that would have nippy strikers.
1: So. I just I just worry about who doesn't take. We never just put our fucking laces through a ball. We just never have a shot. I don't. In 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 the game against Stevenage, we definitely don't have a shot. But no, we're we're
3: much better against Port Vale, especially yeah. attacking, much better.
1: Hopefully, that's going to continue, and hopefully, we're revitalised and re-energised. But I'm still worried, and I mean. Carlisle used to in the 90s Carlisle the amount of grief they used to get and how crap they used to look to everybody I think are we that now is that who we are is that is that what people think (laughs) of us it's like oh god
3: until until we
1: prove otherwise I just want to go back to non-league I'd happily take a non-league relegation to get the board out
3: Mm, I'd be more weary after the first time of going down
1: I think I think I think, it's, with,
3: a, I think it's, a, it's a long road back. regardless. I don't know if it charge. is
1: anymore. Look how many teams have come back. There's how many teams in the last four years have not come back?
3: Uh, uh, well, I don't have the table to hand of non-league teams. Hang
1: on. No, that's fair enough. So Tranmere,
3: Tranmere Tram- are back. Barnet are back.
1: Macclesfield.
0: Those.
3: Yeah, it took us it's six right years,
1: though. Yeah, that's because of who we had in the board. Uh, it
3: might, it might, it, on paper, it might be a bit easier because the parachute payments changed, didn't they? Maybe, but I just, I just think that the just the general feeling of if we went down again, I just, I just think so many people would have just had enough with it. Can to I be honest? I, so I, if, I, I see it as a really difficult if, road back. If relegation, it's not. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on.
1: If relegation yeah, maybe, came with an immediate fact that if it came with a guarantee that the board was going to go, I would take it. I would take it right now. I would take losing oh, I, every game this season if it meant the board went, and we would go down to non-league. And then I think the re, the revitalisation of those lot hoiking out and whoever coming in, even if it's bloody Huxford, how desperate we are for something. I think that that would. That would galvanise people.
3: I'd completely disagree with that.
1: That's fine. Um, You're all
3: wrong, um, <laughs> because because I think and I think it shows. I think a good marker of this is season ticket sales after last season with everyone and quite vocal protests at the time against the board and a lot of people saying they've had enough with it season ticket sales are basically the same this season as what they were last season.
1: That's just
0: good marketing.
3: Which to me me tells me that people just want to go and watch football. Which to me seems, which would spell out to me that people are more bothered about the fact that we're in the league than they are about who's running the club. When it boils down to it. So if we we were relegated, I think the fact that we went down the league, back into non-league, which took us six years last time to get out of, I think that would be more damaging... Than uh, the benefits of a change in leadership, if that oh, yeah. makes sense.
0: I also think you have to be very wary in terms of like a lot of our supporter base comes from outside of Grimsby, and both Scunney and Lincoln are on very upwardly mobile courses at the moment. And a, a relic- if we're in the Football League, people who live in, in Louth, uh, in in Brigg, in those think, areas mate, where you could go one way or the other, um, in Skeg, right round where I think. Where I'm I, th-
1: from. I know where you're going with it, and I think There's you're wrong. Of supporters
0: there. Whereas I th- if we stay in the football league, you probably keep going to watch them. Um, you probably still keep going to watch town, even if you're not happy with the board, and and then your next generation of supporters gets.
1: I comes think through I've got to be honest. I know what you mean, but I think you're so wrong. And that's coming from experience when we used to be in the championship and we were the best team in the region. And we were seen locally as a team that just got beat a lot because we were 17th and 18th and we were holding our own and people didn't see us as a small club punching above our weight. We saw us as shit Grimsby just being shit, even with, with whatever league we we're in. And, that, and I think that's wrong. And it doesn't matter what happens with Lincoln and Scunthorpe. They're on an upward trend because what we've got in our thing for the last 16 years has shown us we ain't fucking going anywhere this is where we are we're going to be clinging on to league survival week in week out for the next foreseeable future because that's all these people can do and that's all they have the money for and the ability to do and that if we're we're still seen as shitty grimsby in the championship getting hammered every week how are we going to look when we're doing that down in league 2 that's that's my thought on it but
3: Oh, I still think we'd look better than if we
1: were half of the yeah. conference fine well I'd rather dice, but then there we go i guess I guess that's how yeah. people well, feel I I, I
3: I think in an ideal world, you'd find a change in leadership whilst still being in the football league
1: oh yeah, ideally, but I'd, yeah, you know what i mean oh, I've said it already and I? I would take it every day of the week but um yeah, so but we're still two games on the way. we've got two difficult games, three difficult games because we never win at crew. Um, yeah, so Yay, <laughs> that was, yeah,
0: seven points.
3: Easy. As always with football. Tom Tom's to on the sample. Continued.
1: Yeah, to be continued. I don't like this season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we say that every season.
1: <laughs> no, I quite like the other ones. Um, I was still delusional. Uh, that's great. But thank you all for joining me. We will be back next week for a Grimsby special.
3: Yeah, we're actually in the same place for the first time in three years.
1: Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. We're going to be up in Grimsby. We'll do it in, on the beach because it's only late October.
3: Should we do it from Papa's Fish and Chips?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> do it, do, we can do it on the pier, but we won't do it in the eating their Yorkshire filth. Um,
3: That's quite fine with me. Yeah,
1: but um, we'll. <laughs> I'm sure the wind won't be an issue.
3: Just wanted to see how many people get triggered from that.
1: Yeah, me. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, thank you very much for joining us.
0: Uh, My pleasure.
1: I'm sorry you won't be up in Grimsby for us, but um, we'll be thinking about you when we're talking to our fish and chips. I
0: know, I haven't had fish and chips for ages,
1: actually. I haven't had proper fish and chips for ages. They can't do them down here. It's awful.
3: No, it's not in Cambridge.
1: It's really bad. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can't do it right. But yeah, I miss fishing chips. So Steels, I'm oh, coming. Can
0: I do a shameless plug?
1: No. Yes.
0: Cod um, Almighty, column tomorrow, which will probably be today when you're listening. Oh, nice!
3: Oh, brilliant! Well done, mate. Made it a big time, Tom. Big time for us.
0: Oh, this is second time.
1: You've got to get more cynical to be writing than the cod. <laughs>